Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning. It's Friday, July 9th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. Today, we are joined by RJ Anderson. RJ covers Major League Baseball for CBSSports.com. And right now, it's draft season because on Sunday, we have the first year MLB player draft for 2021. The first round and the compensatory selections, at least, that we also have the All-Star Game in Colorado this weekend. So baseball is doing the draft big this year after a, a reduced offering in 2020. And you're like, why Why do I care, Trey? This is a College Football Daily podcast. Well, there are three college football signees in R.J. Anderson's top 40 rankings, and they were all going to impact big-time programs. Clemson, in particular, might lose a pair of quarterbacks. Uh, Will Taylor and Bubba Chandler are both very well-regarded Major League Baseball prospects who signed with Clemson in 2021 with plans to play quarterback. Will Taylor is planning to play quarterback for a year to rep to help a quarterback room, and then would play receiver. Bubba Chandler is Clemson's quarterback take for 2021. That's important because this is a QB room with uh, DJ Uyangalale, Tyson Fumancha, who tore his ACL or uh, Achilles in spring football, and a few preferred walk-ons. So they could really use the depth there. Problem is, RJ Anderson has Will Taylor at number 12 in his top 50 prospect rankings, and Bubba Chandler at number 30 in his. So it's conceivable the Tigers lose both those guys. And then for the Penn State fans listening, 39 in RJ Anderson's top 50 rankings is Lonnie White, who's an outfielder for him and an athlete for 24 7 Sports' 2021 rankings. He's a top 100 prospect who would, I would imagine, be playing receiver or, or defensive back at, at Penn State. And he's got some question marks for his baseball game, according to RJ. Wide error bars, but just an, an immense amount of potential who could be ranking even higher in this top 50 board if there weren't questions of, of will he actually sign. So this is really interesting stuff for college football fans, I think. We're going to throw to the interview right now. We'll start learning about slot position and the negotiations happening right now as you're listening to this episode between teams and representation of players and their families so that once Sunday actually happens, we might have a pretty good idea of who's actually going to be sticking with Major League Baseball or baseball in general and, and who's going to be playing college football. Because if Will Taylor's drafted in the top 10, I mean, you got to take your 4 million. But if he slides to 25, maybe teams know he's not actually intending to sign. Enjoy. Okay, RJ Anderson right now covering MLB for CBSSports.com. RJ, I, I do this every year, or at least I did last few years before 2020 when the Major League Draft, Major League Baseball Draft was drastically shortened. There's always a few college football players, signees, enrollees, what have you, who are in the crosshairs of Major League Baseball. It feels like we've had more right now than ever, including two Clemson guys who you've got at 12 and at 30. There's also Penn State signee, Lonnie White, who you've got at 39. We can touch on each of those players individually, but in your experience, what are the conversations like right now headed into the draft between 
possible teams and player agents and representations, I guess, like are, are, are teams trying to get a gauge of, hey, you'll you'll sign for X amount of money or do you you want to play college football? How bad? Like what's going on right now? Yeah, I think it always comes down to the money aspect, right? You know, teams want to get a feel for how much it will take to buy out that commitment. And obviously, you know, they're doing this with the non-T-sport guys as well. You know, some individuals like Jordan Lawler, who is considered one of the top five players in this class, have very strong commitments to the colleges. And you have to figure out what number it's going to take to sign them away from that. And, you know, because MLB is under this hard slot system, you kind of have to get that number right. Otherwise, you risk not being able to sign the player and having to settle for a compensatory pick in next year's draft. So, you know, if you don't have a feel for the number now, at least like the general range, then you're probably in trouble. But, you know, I would say over the next few days, it's just a matter of getting that down to a science, if at all possible. So, for example, you've got Will Taylor at 12 in your top 50 rankings, what sort of money, you mentioned hard slot system. Do we know exactly how much a team can spend on that pick? Or like, well, what sort of millions are we talking here? So the way it works is that it's not necessarily hard slot by pick. It's hard slot as an overall amount. So every team gets you know set bonus pool that correlates with their position in the draft. So for instance, you know, the Pirates are going to pick number one and they also have the highest bonus pool in the draft. It's like 14 million and I want to say around 400,000. So they can spend up to that amount in their entire class. They can spend a little bit over that, but if they go too far over, they're going to get docked and penalized in future drafts. So that's what I mean by hard slot. You know, when it comes to an individual pick, you said I had Taylor 12. Well, the 12th slot has a suggested bonus value a little under 4400000 So in theory, if Taylor were to go at that slot, he could actually get more than that. But the team has to be careful to calculate it uh, within the larger bonus so they don't go too far over. But you know, some teams, they'll go intentionally under slot early on and then use that money later on to go over slot. So it can get a little confusing, a little tricky. But you know, if you're Will Taylor, you're probably expecting to sign for more than $3 million based on what I know of how teams evaluate him. Jeez. So with a guy you have ranked this high, I haven't talked to Will Taylor. He's actually the lowest ranked player in Clemson's class. Him and Bubba Chandler both are. His plans are rep at QB his freshman year and then play receiver. We're talking three million, four million. That's 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 probably irresistible, right? But you you did mention he could he could slip well down the board if he if he overplays his hand. Yeah, and that's kind of the risk reward for some of these individuals who have the leverage that comes with being a two-sport athlete and having a scholarship to a premier university like Clemson is that, in theory, you can extract more money from a team with that risk of, oh, well, if you don't give me you know, an extra 200000 300000 over slot, I'm going to go to Clemson and you know, maybe I'll get drafted in the NFL in a few years. At the same time, if teams take that threat seriously and you kind of overplay that threat, then they might say, you know what, he's not going to sign. We're not comfortable with the dollar amount that he's probably going to want. And we're going to let someone else gamble on him. So there is that risk reward balance. And, you know, it really kind of comes down to the feel that the advisor has for the particular team and the particular situation. And then, you know, you mentioned Taylor there. I would also bring up Bubba Chandler. He's kind of interesting because he's a two-way prospect. And what that means is that, you know, he also he can pitch and he can also play shortstop. And I don't know, you know, if he really wants to pursue that route if he wants to try to become the next Joey Itani maybe he uses his leverage in that way and it's like you know what I'll sign with you for this amount 
but you're going to have to let me play both ways. I'm not going to just become a shortstop or I'm not just going to become a pitcher. So it's going to be interesting to see how those individuals use that additional leverage, if at all, and you know how that works out for everyone involved. So Chandler, you mentioned two-way player. He's, he's told Clemson 24-7 before that this decision will be totally his. He's going to have a lot to think about in July. He's probably the most important of the two for Clemson's purposes. RJ, just higher ranking quarterback. He's a full-time quarterback for them. Their quarterback room is, hey, outside of D, I don't know how much you follow college football, but outside of DJ Uyangalele, they really don't have much. So he's more important. Would he be the more likely of the two here to play college football and, and baseball? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. You know, I think with Taylor, there's actually a chance that he goes in the top 10 of the draft. And if a team is taking him that high, then they're probably pretty confident that they can sign him. Uh, Whereas, you know, with Chandler, and I mean no offense to them by this, but, you know, he's the inferior prospect of the two. You know, he's still really raw on both sides. And I know that, you know, some of the analysts I've talked to who work in front offices are not 100% sold on the data that his pitching has shown. That doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to become a good pitcher, to be clear. It's just, you know, it's a lot of projection. So he is a candidate to slide if some of the teams picking around his slot, you know, aren't necessarily comfortable or confident in his ability to make the adjustments and to grow into a good pitcher. So I think Chandler is far more likely. I think with Taylor, you know, realistically, I mean, he's kind of on the smaller side for a quarterback, right? I think he's like 5'10", probably is going to be like a slot receiver. I don't really follow college football, but, you know, it just seems to me like of the two, yeah, Chandler has a better chance of landing in Clemson and actually playing football for them. Yeah, because, I mean, we talk about money and Kyler Murray's making more money in, in the NFL than whatever, but, like, that's he's a quarterback. Yeah, you're right. Will Taylor, who's a freaky athlete, but at 5'10", and as a, a slot receiver, you're not going to really have a, an, an obvious chance to make up that $4 million. Plus, if you're drafting the top 10, RJ, in the Major League Baseball draft, they're a bust all the time. It's it's so like people listening there. It's so different than the NFL and the NBA. But there's a good chance he could he could get to the major leagues and get a pretty good contract and salary eventually. I mean, if you've got him number twelve overall as an outfielder, I, I think that's 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 fair to say. Lonnie White at Penn State is actually the highest ranked of the three recruits we're talking about. We had him at, in twenty four seven sports's top two four seven rankings as the number 73 overall recruit in the 2021 class, which is a, just a phenomenal slot for him. He, he's profiled as an athlete. Penn State could certainly use him. You have him number 39 in your top 50, which has him on fringe territory here of, of sign or play. Yeah, I mean, I know some people who are higher on him than I ranked him, but I had to be a little conservative with him because of that risk that he'll slip. And, you know, it goes back to what the prospect wants to do. You know, if you're someone, you mentioned Kyler Murray. I mean, with Kyler Murray, it was pretty obvious that he was going to be a high draft pick in the NFL. And yeah, he was going to make more money quicker in the NFL than he was going to make if he went the baseball route and he was going to skip having to ride on buses every night in the minor leagues and he was going to skip having a service time manipulated and he was going to skip you know all these other negatives that come with being a good prospect in the world of major league baseball these days whereas the NFL you know you make your money right away and you know you're not going to be sitting in the minors you're not going to be sitting on the bench waiting until some magic service time point passes so to tie this back to white it just depends on what he wants to do if he really wants to play football 
then, you know, probably there's not going to be a number that's going to make him sign. But if he is open minded about baseball and if he's open minded about, OK, you know, how often do you have a chance to make you know two million dollars or three million dollars at his age? Uh, the answer is not very often. And, you know, it really comes down to the individual's context. You know, some people are in a blessed situation where their finances are set for their family and they're not banking on that aspect, whereas others are not. And, you know, I don't know any of these kids' family situations like that, so I can't speak to that aspect. But yeah, it's just an interesting thing. And from my perspective, you know, White is obviously a very interesting prospect, but he's 39 instead of, you know, 29 because there is that risk factor. And my list incorporates, you know, expected draft slots. So wouldn't surprise him if he goes a little earlier, especially if he has given teams a number that they find agreeable, but also wouldn't surprise me if he slips a little bit. As we wrap this up, thought came into my head. You watch baseball and currently in, in past, there's, there's obviously a high number of players who could have played college football. Joe Maurer comes to mind, certainly didn't regret signing. There are also guys, I was looking like Bubba Starling could have been a star quarterback at Nebraska, just hasn't panned out. Cole Stewart, I think was his name, was a, you know, a pretty good quarterback prospect. I saw he drinking several cups of coffee with the Cubs recently. And, you know, yeah, he had that 4 million signing bonus back whenever, but never really you know, made a massive salary contract. Do you have any idea of like those guys, like they probably are still pretty, just guessing, RJ, the decision to go pursue a baseball career you mentioned the bus rides do you think it's worth it for those guys well it's hard to turn down four million dollars right i mean if you or i were offered it we'd probably be willing to ride the buses as well but you know it's again it's a matter of personal taste you know there have been players who they've tried the baseball thing hasn't taken for them and they decide okay you know what i have eligibility left i'm gonna go play college football i mean we saw it with brandon whedon we've seen it with Chris Winky. I know there have been other cases in the past. Again, I'm not a college football expert or analyst here, so I'm sure I'm missing out on some obvious ones. But, you know, I guess I would say from a certain perspective, you might actually be able to do the baseball thing and the football thing. And if your heart's not fully into it, well, you can still make a couple million dollars and give it a shot. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And you might still be able to go you know, have a little bit of a football career. But, you know, again, some of a lot of this just goes down to individual contexts that you or I probably don't have great insight into. So it's hard for me to speak on anyone's situation. And, you know, I guess I would say if those guys really did regret it at this point, they probably could have walked away years ago and still had a little bit of a college football experience if they really wanted it. That's a good point. And I actually lied. I have one more question. It's a, it's a logistical one. So the draft, the draft is on Sunday. And I think the Clemson and Penn State fans will, will care about this. The draft is on Sunday. Let's say all three of these guys are picked in the first round and the compens- compensatory range that night. Do they have a long time to make a decision or will these Clemson and Penn State fans wake up on Monday and know what Will Taylor, Bubba Chandler, Lonnie White are going to do? They won't know on Monday. Uh, I'm blanking on the actual deadline date, but in the past when the draft was in June, I think you had until something like August to sign your player. So I don't know what the date is off the top of my head this year, but you should know, you know within, I would say, 90 days. But you won't know as soon as Monday unless the player is just like 100% out or in. And in that case, you know, you probably knew going in. So they get drafted and then the negotiations kind of start or or as you said it's it's kind of happening now i would say that's happening now i mean i don't think you know i don't think it's any secret that there are some pre-draft agreements especially when it comes to like under slot agreements and i think right now like with a number one pick we all kind of understand that the pirates are you know playing a couple kids against each other and trying to see who will accept less money so it's kind of a accepted thing it wouldn't surprise me right now if teams get to have a feel for whether those three individuals are going to sign or not. And, you know, it's just not information that I'm privy to at this point. Sounds like a great path to winning. 
for the Pirates. RJ Anderson, we appreciate you joining us and shedding some light on this whole baseball thing over here on the College Football Daily. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Okay, that'll do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. We really appreciate RJ Anderson taking some time out of his busy schedule, all-star game, MLB draft, trade deadline in a few weeks to, to talk a little college football action with us. Our producers, Lance Glenn, have a great weekend. Enjoy the Major League Baseball all-star game and the draft. We'll talk to you on Monday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.